Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. Hello, everyone. Hello, Fightful Fitful. I am here with our predictions for AEW Revolution, and I am joined by Zach Hedon from Brass Ring Media. Hello, Zach. How are you? I am good, Stephanie. Thanks so much for having me. It's so good to talk to you, as always, and excited to run through this show. It should be a good one, and we certainly have lots to talk about. So thank you so much for for, uh, inviting me on. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here, Zach. As we were talking before we went on air, Zach and I shared the biggest moment possible that two wrestling fans can together. We were there next to each other when CM Punk returned to WWE at Survivor Series. So (laughs) good things happen when we're together, Zach. That's what that means. Yes, it does. It really does. And yeah, that was a a cool moment. So I'm sure we'll, uh, you know, make some good memories on this show too. So this is a good part. And, you know, this is Sting's last match. Uh, This is all built around Sting. And, you know, I'm a huge Sting fan. He's uh, one of the first wrestlers I remember. Crow Sting was... I liked Crow Sting when I I was a teenager. That's an influence on my later life there. But 
everyone um get in your predictions for the show i will read out your predictions you can send in super chats as well look we have already have a message here from aunt peggy mcdonald that says thank you sting for all these wonderful years and absolutely Thank you, Sting. Oh, hello. Hello, Grapple Wrestling Podcast. Great to see Zach. Love what him and Tyler are doing at Brass Ring Media. Absolutely, guys. Also, go make sure that you're following Zach and Brass Ring Media. Uh, Thank you, Grapple Wrestling Podcast, who definitely is not in the same room as me because I'm currently in their house. But anyway... (laughs) 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 This is like a a triangle of different, uh, different wrestling outlets here. But okay... Big show to get into, as always, because it's Tony Khan. He can't help himself. We have a nine-match card right now, including the big one with Sting. So we are going to get into it. But first, we are going to hear from our wonderful sponsors at Bet Online, and you're all going to get to see the lovely face of Sean Ross Sapp for the next minute. Here we go. BetOnline.ag is the official betting partner of Fightful. 100% of the time when you get the odds from Fightful, they are coming from BetOnline.ag. And it's not just wrestling. It's not just MMA and boxing. It's football. It's basketball, baseball, hockey. They have the earliest lines. You can bet big with the high limits and rebet functionality. They have the fastest payouts with winnings paid in minutes and the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit. They've been trusted for 25 plus years. It's not some fly-by-night company. Bet Online AG has been there. They've done that. In addition, they're trusted by millions. They've got VIP rewards programs and a ton of popular games. BetOnline.ag, that's where I go to make my bets. That's where I suggest you go to, my friends. Please just bet what you can and bet responsibly. There you have it. Bet online, guys. Go there. My bet, Zach, is that Revolution is actually going to be a really good show because it's a strong card, and we have the huge deal of Sting's retirement, and we've got a good world title match. So I think I think this is going to be a pretty good one. I didn't think World's End was great, and I think I was really kind of down on AEW at the time of World's End because I just hadn't been enjoying the booking really all of that. But I do think they've they have bounced back in 2024. It's been really good the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think they've really done a nice job of kind of ironing out the show. Like you know yeah. who the top stars are. They've all got some pretty decent storylines. You may not agree with like, hey, I want this guy pushed more, or this woman pushed more, but like mm-hmm. it's clear that Tony Khan is like picked out. Like these are the yeah. these are guys I'm focusing on. And I think that always helps. Um always helps the flow of, of, of your show and your product. And then, you know, you have Sting's retirement. And it's really it's really good to see AEW lean into that and really make mm-hmm. something of, of him retiring and try to get something out of it. It's going to be a huge pay-per-view main event. I think they've built it well, too. So, you know, you add those two things together, and, yeah, it's going to be a good – it's going to be a really fun show. Well, let's get into it because we're starting with we're starting with the scramble match, the all star scramble match. We have Chris Jericho versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Lance Archer versus Hook versus Brian Cage versus Magnus versus Dante Martin. Wow, this one. So originally we were going to have Meat Madness, which started intriguing, and then they couldn't find enough meat. Um, <laughs> so in 
Sam were getting this scramble. I mean, look, I honestly think they could have kept this meat madness, madness gimmick and just expanded it. And we've got Hook is the fresh meat. Jericho is the expired meat. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't have to give that up. But um, what do you hey, think of expired, this? Expired meat, Chris Jericho. That's a, that's a T-shirt that's upcoming for sure. Look out, <laughs> Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> expired meat, rotting meat, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the flies are circling. Um, so this much, okay, the guy that I'm kind of focused on in here is Wardlow because it looks like they've been trying to do a bit of rehab with him recently. Um, he's in the he's in this faction, you know, the uh with Adam Cole at, at all, and he just really doesn't fit in that faction. And then the past couple of weeks it seemed like he like they're almost forgetting he's actually a part of it. He's just on his own cutting promos, and it does look like they're having another go with him and the original match was kind of centered on him anyway. So I think maybe the obvious guy is going to win and I predict Wardlow for this one. What about you, Zach? Yeah, I've taken Wardlow too, for sure. I mean, this, he kind of has to win this one. I mean, if he doesn't win yeah, this does. match, it's like, man, what do you, what do you do with him in that faction? And I, and yeah. you know, the faction has been disappointing. I mean, I, I, I think you can like all the people in it, Adam Cole, mm -hmm. if you like Taven and Bennett and Strong, like you can, I get it. But the some of those parts really has not manifested itself into anything significant, yeah. especially like with all the time and effort built into it with the devil and all that. It just it just hasn't panned out. There doesn't seem to be any chemistry there, uh, mm -hmm. you know, especially with Wardlow. He is kind of like the sore thumb that sticks out, and so. Um, it kind of feels like they're like, okay, we're going to just back away from that. And Wardlow's going to do his own thing. And I don't think that's the wrong call. I, I you know, sometimes in wrestling, you just got to let things be as they are. And Wardlow doesn't fit in that group. And I think everybody knows it. He knows it. The group knows it. Yeah. Just get him out there and have him do his own thing. And I think like, this is the start of that. He had that promo a couple weeks ago. He put a lot on the line in that promo. And so I think they're building towards a, you know, a TV level title match between him and Samoa Joe. This is a good way to get him some momentum going into that. Is Wardlow going to be the face of your company anytime soon? No, but he's the smartest call to win this scramble on, uh, on Sunday night. And I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Wardlow for the win. He's the smartest call for win it with it and the most intriguing as well. Yeah. I think that there, there's things you can do with him. Okay, let's move on to a tag team match, not the big one. We have FTR versus the Blackpool Combat Club, um, specifically Moxley and Claudio. Um, this one, like, is it is it bad to say that like I don't care about this one? Like, it, no, it, not at all. I think that's the big issue. Yeah, yeah, because there the whole build to it has just been like we're ang angrier than than you. No, we are. <laughs> Yeah. And yes. I think like, yes. we're kind of at like diminishing returns for the Blackpool Combat Club because like obviously, you know, Moxley is um just like the workhorse of AEW. Like he'll wrestle every week, he'll like do whatever you want. Um and Danielson is like we'll talk about him later, but like he's in like his own universe doing whatever he wants for his final run here. So they just kind of feel like obsolete, but they're still together. Um, so yeah, I don't have any like strong feelings towards it. I think I would like to see FTR win, 
because I'd like to see them back in like the tag team title picture and all that. And I guess you need a win here. And I would more like to see the Blackpool Combat Club maybe just focus on like solo activities or even like imploding might actually be the best thing for them because then you've got Danielson, Moxley, Claudio, Wheeler all able to like fight each other like or something like that. So I'm going to pick FTR for this. Yeah, this this match, I mean, like most things in AEW, like this match is going to be good. You know, there's no question. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it will be good. Be good. It will the be bell good. rings is going to be good. But like, yeah, there's an element of just not really caring and not being really invested mm. here. And I think that like the Blackpool Combat Club is full of great wrestlers, you know, Cl- uh, Claudio and Danielson and Moxley. But like they really are undefined. They're baby faces one week, they're heels the mm. next week. Um and then as they flip back and forth, you have a consistent crowd reaction of really liking to see those guys. I think everybody just genuinely likes Moxley and Danielson. They're almost impossible yeah. to boo. And so when they're out there trying to act like heels, it's, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. And I think for this feud, we've seen a lot of that. And then so that coupled with like, eh, it doesn't really matter who wins and we like both teams. And it just it's a tough it's a tough putt to land. Um that being said, I agree with you on FTR. I think FTR can benefit from a win here, you know, especially with mm-hmm. the Young Bucks um, doing what they're doing as a tag team. Like, you have that to go back to if you want to. It's like the Young Bucks want to do all this, like, we're EVPs, insider stuff. Like, surely FTR the best team that they could um, Ex- you know, yeah. go down that with. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I think that, you know, they could use a use the win, really. Um, but I'm with you. Like, yeah, this is just – it's just kind of there. I think this could be a main event. And we, the other issue is that we've seen this match essentially two other times. We saw a version of it this past Wednesday on Dynamite. We saw the exact match a couple weeks ago on Dynamite. And now we're seeing it again. So I I think this, this is a match that if you're Tony Khan and you want to make the card six matches instead of nine, like this is one you – break off and you do it on do it on collision or do it on uh, on dynamite i think it's on that level mm-hmm. it doesn't scream pay-per-view to me outside of the fact that john moxley is in it so but i'm with you ftr and yeah. uh i think it'll be fun but just come on you got you part of wrestling is making sure that you care about or like the audience cares and can get invested in what you're doing and i just don't think that's here outside of all oh, we want to have we want to watch a good match yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're two for two there and picking the same ones. What about this next one? We've got Christian Cage versus Daniel Garcia. You can take this one first, Zach. Who All right, got so and why? I I think this has been one of the best built matches on the show. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. to be frank, like I think, and the the success of it really is rooted in Christian being. A very good heel. I mean, he's out there not to be cool, not to be, you know, like a funny heel. Like he's out there to get some heat and like he gets it. And Daniel Garcia can just come out there and he has and just kind of like stood on that foundation that Christian Cage has built for him. I think Daniel Garcia yeah. is hotter than he's been um, in a while. Um, and so it's just, it's worked. It's like classic pro wrestling feud. There's nothing meta there's nothing like real world about it there's nothing anything like that like what you see is what played out on television that's the story 
that's what they're going with. And sometimes wrestling's at its best when it's that simple. And I think this has done a really nice job of repairing, um, repairing Daniel Garcia, and finding like what, finding like what about his personality is so impactful and so important. Why fans can connect with him, um, and Christians brought that out. So mm-hmm. to me, this is Dan. Daniel Garcia's moment. I think he's going to get this win. I think he's going to have the help of Adam Copeland um, because they still need to finish up Copeland and Christian Cage. And I think finishing that feud works better if Cage doesn't have the TNT championship. Like Adam Copeland can beat them. They can end their feud. And then, you know, Copeland's not saddled with that mid-card title. Um, This way, Daniel Garcia gets a big win. You still have Copeland and, and Christian Cage that you can go to later this spring. And everything kind of falls in place. So I think this is a this is good booking by Tony Khan. I think the match is going to be good, and I think it's a it's a good moment to kind of push Daniel Garcia to that that next level. I want Daniel Garcia to win so much. I you do love Daniel Garcia. He's um, great. Yeah, I think at least I yeah. I, I, at least once a week, I am on social media talking about Daniel Garcia and just like the terrible time he endured under Jericho. Um, so you know, it's time it's time for him to rise up. I think. Um, so yeah, I and I I love Christian's character. Like I love I love all the dead dad stuff. I was so shook when he revealed that Daniel Garcia was also in that club. Um, I thought that was a wonderful bit of television. So. I think that the feud's been built really well. It's one of the it's one of the matches I'm most excited for in the card. Um, like Adam Copeland is kind of like I like I, I couldn't kind of couldn't care less about him. Like not to be mean, but like he just hasn't grabbed me. So it's been good to see him kind of be like you know away from this and like giving Danny his moment, which he had like two weeks ago with that promo. So. Yeah, I want Daniel Garcia to win. I think you're right. Like Christian and Adam Copeland can continue their thing without the TNT title. Um, and I think Danny winning just brings opens up the most opportunities. And I think that like they're it they're really trying to to do something with him. Like I like I keep saying, you know, for anyone that thinks that like the whole thing of him being in the JAS, like to me, it just like went on too long. It just totally, it totally held him down. I don't think he was happy, and I just don't think it's a coincidence that recently they've had like he's been getting all these wins, and then you had like that weird time when Tony Khan randomly after a show was like, "2024 is the year of Daniel Garcia." Like I just feel right. like. It's like it, it's like they're all they're trying to make it up to him. They're like, we're so we're so sorry that we stuck you in the JS for so long. We're so sorry that we made you wear Jericho's old trousers. That was mean. Um, and now we're just you know now we're going to give it to you in 2024, and that's a great title for him like to start with. Christian's been a really good champion, but I would love to see um, back to like the time of. Darby Allen uh, and even Sammy Guevara when they had the TNT championship where it was like defended really often and it became mm-hmm. that title because I know that you know the international one is kind of like that now but you know TNT title TV title like like that should be what's happening with that <laughs> it, it that should be it, it really should be and I think they need to like it'll help to um make that 
felt matter a little bit more, not matter more, but just be featured mm. more regularly than, than Christian Cage works. And if, I mean, if you remember, like they did Daniel Garcia so dirty by like teasing oh, that he was going to split, teasing that he was going to split from the JS. And he was like, Oh no, I'm, I'm going right back. It just was like, it set him back. I mean, it really wow. set him back in terms of it his momentum. And so to see him come out of it, that's why I was saying like to see him come out of that and mm. still have the ability to, you know, kind of shed that yuckiness off of him and still yeah. be something that people connect with. Like there's like some, there are some wrestlers that that would have just devastated. Like, all right, you're done. Like, you're just done. And, and I think Dana Garcia yeah. has a special connection with the audience. Um, that Well, like Sammy, you know, I know like, you know, Sammy Guevara is always featured on TV. Yes. But he has never been able to escape going back to Jericho right. all the time. Like never. Even when nope. you think he's on a good run, it's like, nope, he's right back with him. Like he, I, like, I don't think that there's much, I don't want to sound like really like fatalistic, but like, I don't think there's much hope for Sammy in like sticking in AEW with this Jericho situation, I think he's someone that if he yeah. like went to you know WWE, he could like free himself from this. But I mean that that guy is always like pulled back to him, and Danny just being totally free. That's why I've said before, like they actually never gave us a conclusion to the JS Jericho Danny story. Like, but I don't want them because if he gets sucked back into that orbit, then he'll end up like Sammy Guevara. It's like keep keep that like get. Danny, get a restraining order against Jericho, please. If you haven't already. In real life. In real life. My my biggest worry about this one is like, if Matt Menard has been looming around and I'm just like, like, I don't want to see like that happen. Like have him like, like lose the match because Matt Menard of all people like interferes and now he's feuding. Like yeah. that would be a disaster. Like I hope they just go with him here. It's yeah. You know, you're not putting the, the company on his part. back. It's a secondary title. Just push yeah. him, push him that just. Yeah. I think they're smart enough to know Matt Menard's place. Like Matt is, you know, he's really good on commentary. He's a great like side character, but yeah. I, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, hopefully. Uh, Josh Matlock says, of all the matches, I think this is the match I care most about who wins. I really want to see DG come away with the TNT title. Yeah, like we were just saying, you know, we don't actually care about FTR and the Blackpool Combat Club, even though it will be a good match. But this is one that we like clearly really uh, care about. Uh, Derek says, I feel Sammy will always be seen as a kid. Yes, because his dad is always there. To a man in front of the camera. Like, absolutely true. Okay, Danny has our support. Uh, let's move on to another match. Okay, oh, here's another another guy that's also suffered from being in this uh from an association with Jericho. Uh, Takeshta versus yeah. Will Osprey. Osprey's first match in um, a, as an AW contracted wrestler. We saw him on Dynamite. I felt really sorry for him because when I was actually like in the car when this was happening, I was watching it on my phone, so I didn't really have the audio. But I was like, "Why is he out there in that outfit?" And then I find out that he lost his clothes, so we can't fault him for that. Uh, he did a pretty good job. But um, Takeshita, like, uh, he he needs to get away from. From all this stuff too, like and on and everything, because he, like, he's really 
really cool and really good wrestler. People are behind him. Um, he's he's very photogenic. He's always very cool photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, he's got a great look. His picture is like great look. And like to me, like not to go too far into his history, but the story of Callus turning on Omega and finding like a younger guy, like that was totally cool. Then it just got completely wrecked by the Callus um, Jericho stuff all to get him to have a Wembley match with Will Ospreay. Um, and to, I think Takeshita has really kind of lost out. He's felt more background than he should have this whole time. But bringing Will Ospreay in as a official AEW wrestler now. So I feel like he has to win. And it seemed like from Dynamite that he is not going to be part of the Callis family. Like he's going to turn on them. So I think, I think maybe like the only way he loses is through interference through Don Callis. But I don't know if they want to put that loss on his record, even if it is, you know, through something like that. But I, I'm still trying to figure this one out. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you hit a lot of good points there. I think, yeah, I think Will Ospreay is going to win this match for the reasons that you said. It's his first match out there. They, you know, they brought him in presenting him as like the greatest wrestler in the world today. You know, I don't think you can, um, you know, sell him that way and then have him lose his first match. So I think you're just going to, I think the, the goal here is to show off Will Ospreay basically. And like, they're going to do that and they're going to use Takeshita to do it. And, mm-hmm. uh, so Osprey gets the win. The and the match itself, I think, is going to be just a beautiful display of pro wrestling. Like, yeah. I really think it's going to be awesome—a great match. Yeah. So that all is here. The, the the stuff with the Don Callis family, though, like with with Will Osprey in particular. Like, I was watching the the segment this week on on Dynamite, going, and it'd be better. It would be more effective for Osprey to just drop. Takeshita and Don Callis right in that moment and like mm-hmm. to, to declare himself like, hey, cheer for me. I'm going to beat up Don Callis and his and his family. Like, I yeah. think that would have given the match like more stakes and it would have made like a clear heel and a clear baby face. I think that always works better, you know, in pro wrestling. Obviously, there's shades of gray there. But when you're trying to introduce Osprey as this big time baby face, I think it is a little muddy to start him off as a member of this like really big heel faction. Um, I think everybody knows where this is going. I agree. I think he's going to, by the end of the pay-per-view, he's not going to be a part of Don Callis family anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's good. But if it results in like a four month feud with the Don Callis family, then I got, then I have some questions, you know, like Osprey's a guy and he got a really nice reaction on Wednesday. He's a guy that Tony Khan can build this thing around. He's like the, in a lot of ways, he's like the perfect AEW guy. He's known yeah. by diehard fans. He can work great matches. He can talk. He's got the Japan kind of credibility. Like, mm-hmm. this is a guy that you want to protect and go with. And so I hope that this is just a quick little feud and then on to bigger and better things for Phil, Phil, for Will Ospreay. And Takeshita, yeah. it's like, oh, my God. Like, this guy is just, is like you said, oozing talent oozing charisma and he's just kind of stuck behind Don Callis and in this weird Don Callis family. Like I always yeah. thought Takeshita was better off as a baby face. I think people want to cheer for him. He's a great wrestler. It's hard to hide that when you're a, he- when you're a heel. And so I think he's just miscast 
at the moment. And this really? match will help that uh, outside of him having a really good match, which is inevitable. Yeah. Derek says Don's an AEW manager has failed to get the talent under him over. I think that's totally true. Like, yeah. like who, who voted for Don Callis in the wrestling observer awards as the best known wrestler? Like who, like who? Come on. Because Come on. This, this man can only get, this man spent like over a month going through his own history with a wrestler and he wasn't yeah. the one wrestling the match. Like what the fuck? I know. And, and he just, I mean, it's like he's talented. It's not that, but he really yeah. sucks the life out of the out of the room when he's out there. Like he's he's managing people that are so like most of them, at least right now, are just below him in terms of like being able to talk. And so yeah. he just overwhelms them. He overwhelms their presence and he doesn't lift them up. Like Paul Heyman, you know, I look at Paul Heyman and I'm like, man, this guy, you know he knows how to fit in to his situations. He's not trying to be the the promo. He's not trying to be the, sh the, the show or the segment. Don Callis kind of is like, he kind of comes out there and really just takes over and yeah. not to the benefit of the talent that he's working with. So I, yeah, yeah I think you definitely want to watch that. I think Derek's Derek's right here. Callis has, ex-wrestler vibes like he can't get away from the fact that he used to be a wrestler whereas like Heyman just wanted in the business was always like a manager I, I I think there's like a like like there's a ego difference there like obviously Heyman has a huge ego but yeah there there's something to that I think um all right let's go on to Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson um I think Eddie's gonna win this I think this is gonna be Eddie proving that um like proving danielson wrong with what he said for him i don't think they're going to put this uh the triple crown on danielson because he's doing so much so i just see eddie winning and a final handshake show of respect at the end that's how i see this one going what do you think i am in lockstep i am in complete lockstep yeah this is the uh this is the end of that story you know they've been telling it for a mm -hmm. while they now have an opportunity to pay it all off. And I think um, I like this for a multitude of reasons. One being, I think it's the right way to end the story. Danielson finally giving Kingston the respect he deserves, shaking his hand. That's a good way to end the story. Kingston gets a big win. Thumbs up. But the other thing that does is it hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> will. that's a babyface move for Danielson. And hopefully yeah. that hopefully he sticks with that for a while. Like he, yeah. it's so frustrating sometimes to watch him wrestle and try to be this heel, just like John Moxley, where it's like nobody wants to boo Brian Danielson. It's like that's just not a thing anymore. Like I know that he maybe like has more fun doing that and wants yeah. to play that role. I get it. And it's your last run. Okay. But like sometimes you gotta recognize like where you're at and it's impossible for like any baby face to work with him because everybody likes him so much. So it's like, how, yeah. you know, how are you supposed to get cheered opposite that guy? So I hope this is like an avenue to, you know, a more consistent baby face presentation of Danielson, because I think that's what the fans want. They want permission to just cheer their guy. There's not a lot of time left with them. Just, just, just let him, 
just let him go out in a blaze of glory, but like in a way that people can be on that ride with him. And I, he's swimming upstream a little bit now. So I hope that handshake pulls everybody back in the right direction. But yeah, I'm with you. I think Kingston takes yeah. it. What about our women's championship match? Tony Storm versus Deanna Perazzo. Um, for me, I, I love Deanna. I think she's a great worker. I just, I don't think she's hit yet in AEW. Um, and Tony is such an overwhelming uh, character. And I think that obviously the women's division is going to change a lot very mm -hmm. soon. Um, and just with Tony's presence being so strong, I can't see her losing the belt here. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick Tony. What about you? Yes. I'm taking Tony storm too. I am a little higher on you than on Perazzo. I think maybe like, I think she's done mm -hmm. pretty well for her, like, cause I think about how other talent have come in to the women's division in AEW and they're kind of hot. And then they just kind of like fizzle out. Yeah. Yeah. She's like had some stay. Yeah, right. Ruby Soho, yeah. even like Soraya a little bit. Um, and even Tony Storm early on, you know, when she first kind of came up there. So I think I think Deanna has done a better job kind of, you know, putting her stamp on the division. Like she's worked some good matches. She's been presented as like a very serious character. She's been yeah. fine on the microphone. So I think she's like been suitable for this role. And I actually like – I think the build has been good. I think they I think they almost needed this match to happen like two weeks ago because they just kind of ran out of story. And, and they did, they did it too early. Like. Yeah, yes. A little, yeah, a little too early. And mm. but ultimately, I think you're right. Like Tony Storm is the biggest star in the division right now. And just with what you know is coming up with Mercedes coming in, like yeah, I think you just want you want to go to that. You want to go to that quick you know and, and and have mercedes wrestle for that title and i think you you know she's gonna be when she comes in like the face of that division like the true real face top paid star yeah. like she's gonna be like the one in that in that division and so in order to get there i think you really just want to have her feud and wrestle with the, the top the top star and that's and that's tony storm and again there'll be a time and a place for diana i think but it's just the timing isn't just it's just not right for this. And so I think Tony Storm takes this as well. I'm expecting a pretty good match between these two. They've got they've shown yeah. to have some really good chemistry. So I'm looking forward to I hope they get enough time. I hope they get, you know, a good 10, 12 minutes at least to yeah. do the match because they're both really good workers. And so I, I I think they could put on a good one if they're if they're given the time to do it. Yeah, I hope they will be. I mean Tony Tony can he'll go all night so. yeah that's true yeah who are we so, talking about here yeah i'm sure when we finish the show before revolution there'll be like three matches added that we didn't know about but you know that's <laughs> right. how it goes isn't it our preview will okay, be like 70 percent complete because they added yeah three always always Ugh. uh okay orange cassidy versus roderick strong you can take this one first sack who you got and why man you know I don't like my pick for this one. I really don't. Right. But I'm going to take Roderick Strong. Um, and I'm picking Roderick Strong because, they, I, you know, I think they have to give this faction something. Like, yeah. it's it's dying like a slow, painful death. And it's just it's not yeah. over. The top star is not even there. Like, mm -hmm. 
it's like you, you know you gotta give it something if you're gonna go with it like if it's just gonna like if it's just gonna go away and that's it like okay fine maybe just yeah but i don't think tony khan is gonna do that i think like they they still want this faction to be a thing and if you're gonna make it a thing like you've got to feed it something and so i think at this point the way to do that is to just get this title on on Roderick Strong. I think there's going to be like inherent heat, you know, when you beat Orange Cassidy. I, you probably have to do a finish where Cassidy's protected a little bit and it's a little bit of a shenanigans interference type type finish. I think, you know, you're allowed a few of those if you need them to get yeah. to where you want to go storyline wise. Um, and so I don't know what that does for the international title. You know, it because I don't know that Roddy can elevate it in the same way that Orange Cassidy did, but I think you just got to get some gold into that fashion that you spent so much time introducing. And, and this is an easy way to do that. It also frees Cassidy up to go and do other things on a bigger level. Like that international title really, he's done a wonderful job and the matches are, are regularly like good matches, but he's, you know, he spends a lot of time like, defending it against random opponents. And I think it'd be good yeah. to get him back into like an actual, you know, feud at a, at a higher level. He's a higher level star in that company. And so I think him dropping the title will, will free him up to do that. So I'm taking Roddy, but I'm not loving it. Yeah. I agree with um, what you said and what Josh said here, like orange with this belt has done all he can. Like absolutely. He yeah. even defended it. He even defended it in London um, a couple of weeks ago when I was there uh, that you know that is what people should be doing with this title like we were saying about the TNT one we want it more on yep. TV this one you know I want to travel more because felt like that was the the intent when it started but Orange he has had a great one with it he's turned it into something what you know when it first came out it was like we don't need another belt why the name was bad but he's actually really made something with it but yes. I think that like dynamite like we were talking about moxley is like always has a dynamite match and then it feels like there's always an obligatory like orange cassidy match currently which did work for his past storyline when it was about him you know getting like beaten down and continuing and everything but um yeah um i think that lottie has to win because like some like this yeah. faction does need something like it really, really does. And this looks like the perfect thing considering like their league their leader, he can't even wrestle. Right. Right. It's, yeah. It's um I, I think too, like, don't you think that like like Roddy like I think there could be some some heat here with Roddy like taking like the opposite approach to Orange that Orange Cassidy did, where Cassidy's defending the belt against everybody, against all comers. And Roddy, like, if you just don't do that, like, there's going to be some, like, heat there, too. So I think you're going to get a run here from Roddy that's totally different from the run that um, Orange Cassidy had. So that that could be – that could, you know, freshen him – freshen Roddy up a little bit, too. So we'll, we'll see. I don't, as I said, I don't love this, but I think it is the way they're going to go. Yeah. All right. Now we've got – Two matches left, just two matches left. So everyone, um, get in your predictions. Don't forget you can send us a super chat as well. And I'm going to start with the world title match. Samoa Joe 
versus Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland. Um, I'm going to let you take this one, Zach. I'm going to put you out there and do it because I, I'm still not sure. So talk us through it. Well, so this, I think this is like a fine, just overall, like overall speaking, I think it's a fine title match to have on this particular show where you've got another clear main event in the Sting retirement match. So this is like a good, like secondary level world title feud to me. Like it's just, I, I think it works totally fine in that regard. I think Samoa Joe, when we look back at, why dynamite has been better, you know, since 2024 started. I think a lot of that has to do with Joe as champion, like that title with MJF, um, you know, it just kind of, I think lost some of its sizzle. Like it lost a little credibility. It was involved, you know, he was in like all these like weird, funny skits and MJF's a big star, but like that title was almost secondary to MJF, the star in that, during that time. And I think Joe like won the belt and immediately like it painted him as the top guy that everybody was chasing. And he's got this like badass attitude and charisma that it like, you know, he really kind of evens out the show by being like that top, that top alpha guy that everybody's chasing. And they started out with that story right away with hook chasing him down and then page and swerve. Um, and so I like how they, they built to this. Like they both feel like they have title shots. They both have like a big personal issue with one another. And so I think this match itself stands in a good position. I didn't like the swerve that they did on, on, on Wednesday night. I thought like to me, swerve Strickland and Adam page have like almost killed each other in the ring. Like, they have such a personal feud. They've invaded the other's home. They've drank the other's blood on pay-per-view, for God's sakes. And, like, there's supposed to be heat in, like, him hitting them with a crutch? It's like, I, I just don't think that, like, Swerve has been painted as, like, a, a, a super babyface yet where, like, there'd be heat in Paige attacking him from behind because – Obviously, he's going to attack him from behind. He hates this guy. So I didn't like the the swerve of like, Paige, I'm not going to be in this match. And oh, wait, now I am. I just didn't think I didn't think it needed it. Um, I think there was like a disconnect in like, what would have happened if Swerve never would have walked out there to like face Paige on the show? He just would have just yeah. gave up his title. Like, so there was a lot of like missing pieces to that element. Um, I think it would have been better had they just all come out there, talked about how they wanted to win the title, no swerve, and that's it. You just go with the match. Like, simple is better. Like, I think this is an example of AEW being a little too cute where, like, you don't you don't need the swerve. Like, it, it didn't yeah. make any sense and it didn't help anything. You're still in the same you, spot. Do you wonder if, like, because there was the whole story last week of, you know, Paige doing an injury because he might not be able to to make the show. And I just felt like because all that got out, did they feel like they needed to do like an explanation? You know what I mean? So like they kind of rushed into yeah. doing, which just felt like a really odd term because for me, like I would rather that PH did not do a like definite turn. Like obviously the crowd are, are cheering swerve, but I would rather him not do something like that until like, later like afterwards where he just kind of becomes frustrated at yeah. the people yeah. 
you know, not choosing him rather than this kind of like silly. Yeah. He, he hit him with a crutch. Like he hit a man who broke into his house. Right. With a crutch. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's why there's like, it just didn't work. And like, and to your point, I think you make a great point. Like Adam page has been like this, like just lead baby face for the show for years and years. And like, some really big moments as, as a good guy. And so like when he turns heel, it's gotta be like major and like huge and really like, Whoa, I can't believe this is where Adam page is at. And I, I just don't yeah. think that happened. Like in that, no. in that segment, like maybe he's a heel, maybe he's not, but like, he's such a big baby face where him turning heel should really be like a major, major deal. And I just don't yeah. think that they got there with it. Um, so, but the, but again, that's just like a little bit of a, that's a miss in like the go home promo. I don't mm -hmm. think it hurt either way. The, the feud of, of these three guys in general, I think that everybody's still lined up to have a good match. You know, now Paige is a little bit more on the heel side. So, okay. So that could work. Um, Swerve is a clear baby face and Joe is kind of in the middle. Um, but I'm, but I don't, I think it all kind of at the end of the night is kind of me, not, not meaningless, but just Joe's going to walk out as, as the champion. I think I, I, I don't, I'm taking Joe because I, I just, I don't, with all these stuff happening in, in the, at the top of the card, Will Ospreay coming in, Okada maybe yeah. coming in, Swerve's getting hot. MJF is going to be coming back at some point. Like, I don't know that you know where you want to go yet with 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 those guys. I think you need to see a little bit how it plays out. Like, how how over does Osprey get? Do people care that Okada's here? Do people pine for MJF to come back? Like, I think there's just a lot of moving parts, and Swerve is pretty hot. And there's no doubt. Um, but you don't want to put the title on Swerve and, like, crown him and then go, oh, man, I really wish we would have put the title on Will Ospreay, like, well, let's do that because that's Sun Swerve. So I think staying the status quo here is important. Joe's done well enough to hold on to that belt. The other thing in like just real world, you know, analysis here, you have a major, major match in the main event. And if you do a title change here before that, it's going to get lost in the shuffle of like the show and of, yeah. of Sting's retirement and of that match. And I think you just want to have like a big title change like that, especially if it's Swerve, like stand out on its own, the biggest story coming out of the show. And it just, th that just won't be the case uh, because of what's going on with Sting. So for that reason, I'm taking Joe. I actually agree. Like, that's what I've been thinking that like this to me, like Swerve, Swerve is the guy 100%. He's the guy. And I would want to crown him at a moment where it's all about Swerve. Um, and I think that I definitely think they're going to do like a pay-per-view or something in April. Um, yeah. So I think that that could be the moment, you know, depending where it is and stuff. I I don't think you know this isn't the the AW that it used to be where it was like revolution and wait four months you know for the right. next thing like we're not on that right we're either going to get a pay per view in April or there's going to be Forbidden Door there's you know there's other big shows before we get to Double or Nothing like I don't think 
this is the time for it. I, and I think there is still a story to be told with him and Hangman. Um, and I think that Joe has been like the perfect like palate cleanser champion. Yes, yes. Like I think I probably like a lot more done on the MJF stuff than you, even if you didn't like the MJF stuff. Like I, it was just making me like pull my hair out. Like it, I was, <laughs> was so I was so down going into World End. And 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 anyone that watched my World End prediction show, especially the, the people that <laughs> were telling me I should not talk about it, you know how I felt going into World's End. Like I just felt like that. Um, and Joe has been just like, yeah, total palate cleanser. Like he is just a, a guy, like a big fighting machine who is like so believable in his promos. Uh, he looks believable as guy, like everything. There's like nothing you can, you know, say like wrong about small Joe. And he's also, mm, I don't really have the words to, to say what I mean here, but it's like, he, he's a, it's not, his reign isn't that important, if you know what I mean. Like he he is basically a transitional champion, no matter how long he holds the belt. Um, whereas, you know, Swerve getting it is a really big deal because he is that young guy, that future of the company. Um, just like Hangman was w- when he got it. So I think they're gonna keep it on on Joe. And I think that, yeah, a lot of people think this is gonna be Swerve's time. He absolutely deserves for it to be his time, but I would want to make time like a really big deal and and build this up even more and i think that if he he could especially with hangman doing the turn it makes me feel like there's more going to happen between him and hangman so if they want to continue that on for a couple of weeks and then swerve finds his way back to joe to get that big moment then i think that would be really good and just right now doing it like it's not very often that a, a mean event of an AEW pay-per-view isn't for the world title but like I just don't want to crown swerve on that on that like right. rare pay-per-view where we're not me and eventing with that I want him to get a moment like like I was there when they crowned hangman in Minnesota and swerve deserves that moment too yep. um yeah. really and it'd be one thing if Joe was like not working as champion like if he, yeah, if he just wasn't working. working like okay maybe then okay you just do as you have to do but he is especially enough to get him through like another month or two so yeah, yeah. i'm totally with you on that i would have joe win wardlow win the 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 scramble thing joe and wardlow could do something two big guys finish mm-hmm. off the swerve and hangman stuff um uh, and then swerve like Finds his way back to Joe. Maybe you maybe use the rankings for him to find his yes. way back to Joe <laughs> for the next pay per view, and then he can win it. And then I don't know. He could even keep feuding. I wouldn't mind if Swerve and Hangman just feud it forever. Like I think they're like each other's guy, yeah, you know. Um, and they've been great. So anyway, look, the chat all wants Swerve to win. I think that what we're trying to say is yes we think he's the guy yes we want him to be champion but like now isn't just the right time so i think like right. I, yeah we're more we're more doing a prediction than like a want really yeah but, for sure yeah. And, and again i think it, like it's almost i want to just be clear too like it's almost like i think swerve deserves a better moment to win the title yes definitely like so it's almost like i'm i'm trying to like look out for him too like it needs to be about him when it happens and it on yeah. this show it just isn't gonna be with with the sting stuff happening so no. you know yeah wait wait a little while and uh and then mm-hmm. get a bigger moment out of that but i mean there's so much 
you can do like I'm I'm thinking down the road like you know, Osprey versus Swerve, like in Wem- inside yeah. Wembley Stadium, like that could be huge. Like, so there's a lot of where to, a lot of places to go, but you need that title change to like stand out. And I don't think it yeah. will here. For sure. Okay. Well, why is it not going to stand out because of this main event? <laughs> because it's Sting's final match, Sting and Darby Allen, they're the tag team champions. They got Ric Flair with them. They're taking on the young bucks who are now Matthew and Nicholas. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to predict this one because it's like, do you want to do the nice thing of letting Sting and Darby keep the belts and just forfeit or something? Or do you want the Young Bucks to to win and they've been so, you know, their characters are like pretty icky. Um, that feels like a bad moment. But it's it's it was so great that they put the titles on Sting um, and Darby and like they let Sting have that moment. But then you kind of you booked yourself into maybe a bit of a corner here of is he going to retire as tag team champion? So I really don't know with this. How have you thought about the Young Bucks uh, character work? Because I find them like I don't know, man. I I get what they're trying to do, but I to me it's it's. To, everything feels like they're filming it for BTE. You know, it feels yeah. like like they can't um, act beyond doing like BTE skits. Like everything is like uh, you know the the thing on Dynamite Sting doing the entrance from the rafters. Like that was that was so cool. And I think that the room um, Sting's locker room with all the bats hanging from the the ceiling. Like that that was a really cool visual. But they act it like it's it's a, it's a BT skit, you know. It's they're just I don't feel believable in in what they're doing. I think that's kind of been their problem week to week TV, like finding out you know who they actually are. But I just don't know how to predict this. Like I don't know how to predict it. You're gonna have to help me. You take. <laughs> I'll the- try. I will try. I so I'm with you on the on the unbooks. To be honest, like yeah. I think that they have like. There's diff- there are different promos that they do or different backstage skits where I think, okay, that was too much, you know? And then there's yeah. other times where I'm like, okay, you walked up to that line and like didn't didn't really cross it. And so I think there's it's been a mixed bag, you know, in terms of like what works and what doesn't. Um, to their credit, I think they're going for that. I think they want you to feel like these guys are just they're just taking this, they're not taking it seriously because they're EVPs, you know? And so they may hear this and go, wow, what we're doing is working. We want Stephanie to feel that way. Um, But either way, they still have not really defined like, what, like, why does an EVP matter to like, if you're a wrestling fan and you don't know that they're EVPs, like in real life. such an odd joke though, that like, they yeah. are they are EVPs in real life, and we all know like they've pre- pretty much done nothing with those titles. So the joke right. is that they want to go on TV and call themselves EVPs. That's the, like wow. And that's why it doesn't work. That's why it's like messy because it's like you're okay. Yeah. You were you've been EVPs all this time, and like sometimes you're not on TV and you're not doing anything, yeah. and like it's like okay, um, mm-hmm. but. I, so in saying that, I agree with you. I also think in a way, though, they're like really good opponents for <clears throat> Sting and Darby to have here mm-hmm. as Sting's last, you know, as Sting's last match. Like they're going to like fly around that ring. They're going to bump like crazy for them. I think they're yeah. creative enough where they can really, you know, make a Sting tag match feel important and, you know, be long, a long main event match. I think they are 
talented in ring workers where they can where they can do that. I Sting to me is like an old school guy, and the old school wrestlers I think want to go out putting somebody else over, and. I, you know, when you look at like the Young Bucks and they reintroduce new characters, um, if they get a win here over Sting and Darby and win those titles, I mean, they're set up for a while with some really good heat and a really good talking point. They're they're tag team champions that other babyface teams can chase. Like I think this win sets up AEW for some really cool stuff and some good business like moving yeah. forward. And I. My, I'm going to predict that that's what happens because Sting wants to give that back. And he want like, and he wants to go out on his back. Like, you know, other folks have, I don't think you're going to like lose the Sting moment. You know, I think you're going to still get him and Darby hugging and a big round of applause and a standing over like that all is still going to happen, you know, but I think that can happen like, after you lose those belts. I mean, I think that part of the emotion in him retiring is going to be about losing the titles too. I lost and I'm done. And there's a lot of pro athletes that know that feeling. And so I just think there's a lot of meat on the bone if you put the Young Bucks over here. So I don't, I'm not super confident in this because Tony Khan is booking and he may want to just give Sting a big go, go away party, right? So yeah, like Josh's comment here, like I imagine Sting wants to put over the bucks, but I think Tony overrules him here. And yeah, Sting maybe right, that's that's that. yeah, he might. He might. I don't know that you overrule Sting on this. Like you pre- it, it might be, hey, whatever you want, Sting, we'll figure that part out. But that's yeah. that's what I think is gonna happen. I think that's and I think it's gonna be a nice moment. I think it's gonna be a good match. And I think the titles, to your point, you made a really good point. The titles being involved add drama to this because like you just it adds a little bit more of like, okay, maybe the Young Bucks will like if it wasn't for the titles, Mm -hmm. it'd be hard to put the Young Bucks over because, you know, here's different. Tony should have announced something like they did. They did this at, at RevPro when it was Osprey's last match. It was if Osprey wins. Um, the title then went up for grabs at a thing like next month. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So they should they should have done that. Where like if Sting and Darby win, like it's already been announced that there's going to be like a tag team. I don't know, like say Battle Royal or something for the vacant titles or whatever. And then yeah. if the Young Bucks win, then that becomes like a number one contender thing or something like that. But just something to give us like where we know like they they have a plan for if. Sting and Darby win the match. That just yeah. would have made, you know, things more believable. Yeah, that um, would have a whole nother layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I who you taking? Who you taking? I think that I think the Young Bucks are going to win. I think Sting is going to put his foot down and say, like, the Young Bucks win. I can't go out like winning especially as the title holding the title i actually think that it works for this what the young bucks are doing because they're kind of doing like a it's like a legend killer thing right so that completely works um and yeah i think i think the young bucks gonna win and i think hopefully they'll just 
do something where they get, get them clear out of the ring and then we can all celebrate Sting and look, we all, you know, we all know that it's 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 not a shoot. So I think as as, as adults, we could all like after the match and after right. the box are gone, you know, like stand up and give Sting that moment uh, and be okay. I think so too. I mean, you've seen it happen. Like, you know, it happened with Shawn Michaels. It happened with Ric Flair. I mean, you could have really good retirement moments mm-hmm. after a loss. It, it's part of it, part of the deal. And I think, yeah. I think Sting just gets that as an old school guy. So mm-hmm. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Do you believe him that this is it for him? He's not going to be like Ric Flair. And- oh man. That's the question. <laughs> that's the question. I, you know what? I kind of do. Cause he's, I mean, he's yeah, 65. Yeah. Like, I mean, how, I, you know, like at any moment now, if you go back in the ring, especially after time away, you're risking like putting a black mark on your send off. And I think like, yeah. this is a beautiful send off. This is perfect. A whole show around you. It's the Greensboro Coliseum. You're the main event. Like mm-hmm. go with this. Like that doesn't mean you can't be on TV anymore. Like, Okay, an appearance, fine. But a match, I think you need to draw a hard line in the sand. No more matches after this. It's going to be too perfect of a retirement to muddy that up. So I hope not. He's a smart guy, and I think he realizes that he very easily um, could have had his last match in in WWE. And it would have just been like like that was the end of Sting. And he's been given like a second life here in AEW. And it's been perfect. It's been perfect from day one. Um, I yeah. really think yeah. it's it's been an incredible run, and not just for a guy his age, but just in general, like what they've done with Darby. They've never faulted from that. They've never done any weird tension breakup yeah. shit. Like just been steady with that. He's always had good opponents. His matches have always meant something. Uh, I think he he's been really lucky to have this, um, and I think he will know. Like now's the time to. Uh, to end it but i'm gonna be so sad i i've never watched wrestling without sting being an active wrestler so me either i know me yeah either. he's always been a a presence so which is crazy but mm-hmm. um yeah it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird and i i, I hope he gets it i hope just like he gets all he wants out of this match too like yeah. i hope everything goes well i hope he stays healthy i hope he's able to like hit the spots and do all that and i just mm-hmm. I hope it all goes the way he wants it to go. And uh, yeah, there's no reason to think it oh, won't. Larry doesn't fuck anything up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Like, yeah. I hope I he's not too much involved. My Make God. <laughs> yes. Please. Seriously. Like, I mean, I think you, okay. You did the rig thing. Just yeah. come out and stand in this corner. That's it. That's all that needs to happen mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, I I will miss I'll miss Sting so much. But this is great. And it's great that he's getting to do it in the Greensboro Coliseum as well. Yeah. And How cool is that? Is, yeah. And Tony's Tony's a very classy guy when it comes to stuff like this. And I think everything is gonna be incredible for Sting. He got to do one last rafters entrance as well. I never saw that coming, but yeah, I didn't see that coming either. That was so cool, yeah. and so cool. I think like like Tony Khan, say what you will, and there's a lot of things to say, good and bad. Mm-hmm. He knows how to book like the nostalgia, yeah, and like that was 
that was perfect. Like he doesn't do it all the time. It's his last TV appearance. Man, that was like a perfect time for that to happen. And yeah, uh, yeah I thought it was just it was like a good time to break that out. A really good time. Because my out. thought when I was watching it um, quickly was just like because the young bucks were like looking at the entrance that obviously means that sting's going to come from the back and i was like oh he's not even going to get one last dynamite entrance he's going to have to like go through through the crowd or under the ring or something and it didn't even dawn on me that he'd be coming from the rafters i was just like that was that's incredible and it was surprising too because like yeah you just don't know if they're gonna ever do that really there's there's some very bad you know connotations with with coming down like that with with everything with owen and you know it's just just ugh, it's just kind of you're kind of like uh maybe we just won't do it because it just brings up all sorts of bad memories um but it also has a lot of good memories with sting you know and all and like that stuff that he did during the mwo run and like mm-hmm. it conjures up a lot of that too and so i i think it was the right call to do it then and it got a huge huge pop and it worked it worked great it worked great i'm are you expecting like a big entrance for him on a like a yeah. big like, specialty entrance. I wonder what they're going to do there. You know what? You remember his um, WrestleMania entrance? Yep. Um, that was one in daylight. So that was I shit. know. Um, and, you know, like they had the drummers and everything. And it just felt like it just like it felt like they, it didn't suit him. It was like someone who thought they knew something about Sting, but like they didn't really. It just it, it didn't work. So I think it's going to be kind of something like that, like on a larger scale. I could absolutely see, you know, real instruments, uh, like orchestra members, a lot of people in Sting masks, something like that. Like yeah. thinking back yeah. to like the best kind of Undertaker WrestleMania entrance type thing or um, different kinds of Stings. But yeah, I think the entrance is going to be a big production and i do think i think live music will be involved and i think that uh a ton of extras i, I think a ton of people in the greensboro area have been contacted to get some work yeah. yeah like i i think it's going to be something like that i think it's going to be really spectacular it's going to be gothtastic um and it's going to be so good and way better than the wrestlemania <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, oh man it will I be mean, in the dark that yeah. in broad daylight, your first staying WrestleMania entrance in the sunlight. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. He was wearing like a weird jacket too. A red like, coat. Like, yeah. Red, yeah. Too red. It's just yeah. But luckily, like he's been able to like just rack on all that. We don't even need to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Zach, thank you so much for going through the revolution card with me. Um I think we, we pretty much agreed on everything. Some of these yeah. we had to work through, but um, it's a it's it looks like a really good card, and and I'm super excited uh, to watch it on Sunday. Uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can follow you and everything that you're doing with with Brass Ring Media? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast, and yeah, if you guys want more of what we do and how we how I talk about wrestling anyway, um, please head over to Brass Ring Media, and you can give us a follow on Twitter X. That's at Brass Ring underscore Media. Um, but you can also check out our YouTube channel. We are live with specialty YouTube shows Monday through Thursday. Um, and you can subscribe to the channel and get live content from me and from other members of the team all week long. So just search Brass Ring Media on YouTube and you can find that. Hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications so you know when we're live. 
got all sorts of different video content going up all throughout the week. Uh, you can also um, check us out on Substack for our written content. So just search Brass Ring Media Substack, and we'll be the first thing that pops up. We've got different show reviews throughout the week. We've got different editorial features throughout the week from myself and other members of the team and some guests, uh, some guest um, columnists and guest authors. Um, so you can check that out. That's free. And just subscribe there. We hope that you do. Um, and then if you really like what we're doing, um, you can find us on Patreon and become a Brass Ring Media member. And that gets you full access to everything. So a uh, weekly member-only podcast, our pay-per-view and PLE review shows, um, full access to the newsletter, um, and access to a Discord community that I think has been really, really fun where all our members kind of hang out, talk wrestling, talk music and sports and just family life. It's just a fun little, uh, fun little environment. So if you want to go that route, um, you can just find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. Awesome. Everyone go check that out. Thank you so much, Zach. It's been great to go through this show with you. Guys, you can go follow me on Twitter at ZephanieMGS and pretty much everywhere at ZephanieMGS. That's where I am. Um, I did interview Darby Allen last week. The links to that are on my Twitter and over at Digital Spy where I work as well. So check that out. And I will see you guys next time. Probably WrestleMania, I think, is the next show that I'll be doing here on Fightful. So until then, thank you. And remember to check out Bat Online. And bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.